Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. Our very special guest, Ken Elliott, is an artist and writer living in Castle Rock, Colorado. He's been on a dual track for over 25 years as an accomplished artist and as someone who has experienced and collected astonishing stories. His book, Manifesting 123, and You Don't Need Number 3, is not an ordinary manifesting or law of attraction book. The book contains critically new information beyond the law of attraction and makes the entire manifesting process amazingly simple. And Carol, you've been a fan of Ken Elliott and his book for many years, right? No, I have, Claire. Ken uh, is such a brilliant manifester, and Ken, Claire, and I really thank you for joining us today. Oh, my gosh, it's my pleasure to be here, and a great honor. Thank you so much. Well, we're going to have a lot of fun because our filmmakers need to hear from you. They need some of your guidance and support, and I love your newsletter. It was my daughter who got me to sign up for it, and it's so good. So I want to start with a quote from the newsletter that says that we are in a remarkable time, and we have an opportunity to choose. And if ever there was a time to create the change you desire in your life, this is it now. So let's start there. What advice can you give us in this area? Well, I, I like what a friend said, uh, and I'll preface that by following up what you just said, that we're in an unprecedented global event that affects everyone. And uh, one of my friends, a little humor on it, it's a good thing these days, she said, we've been sent to our rooms. And in this time, we have time to reflect, time to connect with people that are important in our lives, time to um, reorganize, pick up old projects, get rid of things, you know, clean house, and, and, and more than enough time to reflect on where we have been, where we are, and if you're amenable to it, where we want to be. And so many times in, in manifesting in our lives, we have a job that we're not happy with. And we stay there because of the security of it. It could be a relationship, it could be a job, it could be all kinds of things. And and for the security of it, we want to stay in place. And we'll get laid off of that job. We get fired. It's something we wouldn't do for ourselves. But that's the thing that moves us from one position to another. It moves us from one place we're not as happy with to the opportunity to be in a number of other places that are better. Excuse me. What's happening globally right now, unemployment is way up. Businesses are closing. They may or may not reopen a lot of them. I hope they all reopen, but uh, it's unlikely that everyone will. Excuse me again. 
So there is a lot of uh, things that are being moved around on the chessboard. We are the same, but our careers are where we're going to live or how we're going to live. Those things, a lot of those things are up in the air for many, many of us. And it creates a lot of chaos. There's a lot of fear. But it's also the opportunity to to use manifesting to create the, the outcome that you wish, that you desire. And uh, don't forget prayer for those of you that are about that. I like to say I've never had a tour of the prayer department. I've been on the other side a few times, and it's as glamorous as they say, um, although they're <laughs> – it's as complicated a place as we have here, but it's altogether a marvelous place. And over there, your thoughts happen instantly. Over here, your thoughts take place a little slower. And, you know, that's what the book is all about, the, the secret to that and how your thoughts are made. But um, I like where we – well, I can't say I like where we are. But I do see endless and boundless opportunity. So people may end up in different places, in different jobs, they may um, learn more about themselves, become happier with themselves. Families have an opportunity to become more tightly knit. And for me, the word that's going out that I keep coming back to is for all of us to have compassion, more compassion. And the memo on everybody's desk, it's a little one-page memo, it says there are two great powers in the universe. One is love and one is fear. And decide which team you want to be on and go forward. And there will be trials. There will be brambles. But uh, the air is full of rainbows. Wow. The air is full of rainbows. That's gorgeous. Thank you very much. Yes, well, compassion is such a good word. We forget that. Um, I spent an hour on the phone with a uh, a helper on the support team to help me figure out something on an online site. And I realized mm-hmm. I was being not getting nervous or upset with her, realizing that it was just technical errors. And when I hung up, I thought, this woman has to do this all day long, Ken, walk you through. Yeah. And <laughs> what a blessing she is to everyone because she was not getting nervous. She was all centered And so we just have to look at the little blessings that we encounter every day. Correct. You never know what you'll be called upon to do. I spent uh, an entire day two days ago helping someone with computer work all day from 10 until (laughs) uh, 6. Oh, my goodness. On all sorts of computer things and printers and this thing and that thing. And it was uh, was a mess. But but we uh, made good progress. Wow. What a a – a trial for patience, and I kept saying this is a patience test. So I would keep going here. It's a patience test, right? Well, mm-hmm. I love your manifesting book, and so uh, one of the things I love is the fact that you say, "quote Special tools or talents are not necessary to manifest." So, unquote. We want to mm-hmm. hear about this today because your manifesting book also gives us a very elegant tool for dealing with worries and negative thoughts. And, in fact, your book says thoughts create, and you do not want to empower the negative ones. So let's start here with the power of thoughts. Okay. In this book, there's something that, is, as far as I'm aware of, has never been published before. I wish, excuse me, I have that tickle. 
I wish that I were a Harvard grad in a lab suit and a clipboard, and I could uh, get on a little box and be taller than you and speak down to you with some great authority. But I'm just a regular guy that was given this information, and it came in from a few different angles simultaneously. And after two years of talking about this every day, I finally wrote the book. And the core of this book is simply this. There's a woman, Judy Goodman, uh, a very, very gifted person, and, and uh, the most gifted of the gifted, as far as I can tell. I learned early on something about her that you could send her something in thought. Please don't do that because she has her, her blocks up, so you're not going to get through anyway. She had to let those gates down for me to play this game, which I did for years. And I can send her anything in thought, and she will get it. I would send simple objects, uh, you know, just anything, um, bouquets, this and that. And sometimes I did it with other people, and we would call, and she would describe the thing that she would see. She would see it on the other side, in the spirit realm. So a bouquet of flowers would uh, go to her, and it would be embellished. You know, it was more than we would thought of. Um, but our hearts were in it, and it worked. There's a chapter in my book, The Rose and the Duck, where I had sent her a rose the first time out of the box, and another time, I sent her a very complicated object. It was a daffy duck with a stick in his hand uh, with a little uh, horizontal board on the top, and it said love written on it in red lipstick, and she got it. She got it. She watched it form up. And then she could tell what it was as it was taking form because it starts out like sort of a wisp of smoke, and you stay with it and it becomes more and more solid. William Buhlman is another person that uh, a very dear friend of mine who wrote the the seminal books on out-of-body travel. And um, he and Bob and Rowe, he teaches the Bob and Rowe Institute. Bob and Rowe was the pioneer on going out-of-body. He's deceased now. And Bob teaches at the, uh, William Buhlman teaches at the uh, Monroe Institute. And William and I, just being pals, we would have, you know, off-the-record talks all the time. Sitting down with William is like sitting down with Magellan or Columbus because he does a lot of exploration. And he said, yeah, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm on the other side and I see the things that I have on my wish list just lined up in various stages of formation. And I'm going, what? You know, we, we hear a lot of stuff. We're, we're in the metaphysical world. We, we, we're of an age where we have a lot of experience. I never heard anything like that. I said, what are you talking about? He said, well, if I have, uh, for instance, if I wanted a new phone, I could – I'll be over there on the other side, and I see this wisp of smoke, a vapor, so to speak, and I have a knowing when I look at that 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 is this foam that's forming up. If I wanted that uh, a new van and I want a red one, maybe I've been having this on the wish list now for weeks or months, and I can see this van. It's a lot more solid than that phone. It's It's very 3D. It has full color on it. And it's going to come over into the physical realm. Now, he may not have the money in the bank, but it may be, and I get all these stories, cars or things that people get a lot of, they're donated to them by a family member. Or we had a hailstorm a couple times here in Castle Rock. Somebody's car was destroyed, and uh, with the money from the damage, a little bit out of their pocket, they bought a used car, but it was much better than the one they had that was maybe 15 years old. So um, there's the equivalent of, of money. There's the equivalent of cars. There's the equivalent of this and that. But the bottom line is, and this is truly a secret to the universe, 
when you did something, it starts to take form on the other side. And I know four people that can watch it take place. And wow. I don't know why this has never been published. But this, this, if you can just hang up the phone right now, or you can just, just get off the computer right now, if you know that, you can do anything. When I look at the skyline of New York, all I see are thousands and thousands of thoughts that have congealed together to make these buildings coming out of the ground. <clears throat> it was all thought first. And if you take a piece of paper, that was a tree. Now, how many tens of thousands of man hours does it take to hire uh, a truck, get it in the forest, and, and get an insurance bond and travel it over here and this and that and this and that? And you finally get a sheet of paper. It's so <laughs> many man hours of thought to make those things happen. Everything around us is thought first unless it grew naturally or occurs naturally. And, and once you know that, you can move mountains. And by the way, what does it take to move a mountain? Do you know? Uh, well, a mustard seed, if you but have the faith of a mustard seed, that's what the Bible says. Yeah. Well, you just get a lot of ants. <laughs> right. And that's, that's how we make stuff. But a lot of people right. get together on the same thought, you know, and off we go. Um, but in our own lives, we, we can create happiness. We can make changes. Your thoughts will also create concepts. So I'll never forget, I'm sitting with William. We're in this idyllic gated community, white picket fences and everything. And I said, William, I'm, I'm going to write this book. And, and I, I learned this thing that, you know, you told me that thoughts create form. And, uh, and, and I'm wondering about uh, concepts. You know, I get it about cars and, and tires and roof of the house and all that. And he's looking at these clouds. He said, see that cloud up there, how perfectly formed that is? <clears throat> he said, if I were on the other side and I was looking at a concept, say happiness, that cloud is very well formed. That means happiness is coming over into the physical realm. This cloud over here is kind of wind whipped. I would know that that might be that I'm having trouble sleeping at night and I'm putting that on my list or I'm manifesting that thing. And I know it's starting to take form, but it's not completely ready yet. It's not a perfectly formed looking uh, wisp of smoke. So concepts have their forms too, just like red minivans. Exactly. Well, with the thought that uh, thoughts create, the most important thing is not to empower the negative ones, right? It's to feed the positive ones. And how do you suppress the negative ones? Just overpower them with the positive side? Well, there's a lot of people who will say things like that, just get over it and uh, you know, on and on and on. Well, I, I don't. I don't have the power to even turn my negative thoughts off. But I have to deal with. If they start repeating, I know that they're going to start to take form. See what uh-huh. happens with your thoughts. It, it's like a natural law. Um, take your cup of coffee and just hold it at arm's length out over the floor. And we all know that gravity is a natural law. And if you let go of that coffee cup, it's going to crash to the floor. Everybody's equally good at gravity. <laughs> gravity just does what it does. We don't have to do anything. Gravity will pull things to the ground. Your thoughts will create form. And it doesn't judge if you're going to do a so-called good thing or bad thing with the thoughts. Gravity doesn't judge if you're going to throw a ball at somebody or if you're going to bounce it over to somebody. Gravity is just going to do what it's going to do. It doesn't judge what you do with gravity. 
So the thing about thoughts, negative thoughts, they will build. So we've got to stop that. So when I have the number two of manifesting one, two, three, is, is something that was just given to me. I was in a very bad spot. I, uh, I bought a new house and ran up the American Express bill, and uh, suddenly that first uh, mortgage was coming due with that huge American Express bill. I didn't have the money uh, for it. <laughs> I was going to have to pull it out of savings, but uh, that's not the way I had to go forward for a 30-year fixed mortgage, right? So right. I was in trouble from the get-go. What was I thinking? And I'm just scared to death. My heart is pounding. I'm thinking about this 20 times a day about the lack of money. And I sat down, and I'm trying to think of sports analogies, this thing, that thing. What do these people do to to get rid of the fear? And finally, I didn't have an answer, and I just went still for a moment. And this thought came in, and the thought was, take action on your worries. And what the hell is that? Take action on your worries. I waited, and this paragraph came in. So you have lost a job, or you're trying to get another job, and you have fear about this. So let's take action on the fear. You're going to make a list. We, I can't, I can't stop you, and I can't tell you to just get rid of that fear. Uh, maybe a six pack, maybe a, a little blue pill. I don't know, but you know that's 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 not something you can do going forward every day. So. In this list, we're going to take action on those fears. So the number one thing is to look for jobs in the places where there are jobs listed. Number two, call a mentor. Ask them about this. What will they do? What is their experience in this? And also, these mentors or these contacts, ask them for a job. Who do they know? What can you do? Um, there may be people that owe you money. Oh, we hate asking for you know pay back on the money, but call them up after that money. Put them on a thing where you build them every month so they can pay it out. But make contact with people who owe you money and get that money flow coming back to you. So there's a number of things you could do. You can't get them all done in one day, but at the end of the day, you check off all you can get done and you tell yourself, you know, there's nothing else you can really do about this. And, and to continue to worry about it is not helpful. I'm going to do my best to try not to worry about this, and I'm going to hit this to-do list again tomorrow. I'll also look for new things I can do to to get out of this position and, and help me with this worry. You know, if you're actively working on a problem, that will take away some of that worry a little bit. But just sitting on the couch and suffering and worrying yourself sick is not good. And here's how thought works. When I would send Judy objects, and she was the only one I'd send objects to, if I would send her an object, I would just really, really, really art. And, and then I would, you know, just kind of let it go. And I would just continue to cram and jam on that thing. I learned that all I had to do was think of the thing and put one of the two great powers in the universe behind it, love are fear. They are they are magnified. Those powers will take a simple thought and make it much more powerful. So breaking a little bit um you all you said was you think of the thing and then you put love by it and you empower that with love, the thought. Mm-hmm. Well that's better. 
Love or fear. Sound much clearer. Yeah. Love or fear. Okay. So cover it with mm-hmm. uh, love and and positive energy. Give me a visual. Do you visualize when you're doing all this? Yes, you can do a visual. I'm an artist, so I can do visuals, but I don't call on people to do visuals. Um, most of what I do, I'm trying to think about this, uh, most of what I do in my manifesting list is is not very visual. Now, if I want to specify something, if, if I want that red band, I'll specify that and I'll visualize the red band. If I want to specify going to France, I'll specify going to France. And sitting at the tables or going through this place or that place. Uh, but most of what I do takes place in, in everything takes place in the future. Let me just do this clearly. Your thoughts can make the future. The great wow. gift is that your thoughts create. The other great mm-hmm. gift, the great bonus, is that your thoughts can create the future. Now, it doesn't get any better than that. So I'll, I'll do a thing. I'll give you, for instance, my number one thing is I'm in my future. Now, in this future of mine, I'm sitting, I imagine I'm sitting in, uh, in a, a chair, the chair that I'm in. I could be in my car. And I'm in my future. And in my future, I have perfect health. Perfect health physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And here it comes. I'm so very grateful. Now, I've just magnified that thought. And it will yes. build it, and I do it every day. That's the number one thing on my list. So I, I don't have very many of any physical problems. Now, if I had a, a gimp leg or this thing or that thing, it's okay. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to ask for some sort of miraculous cure. To my mind, to how I feel about myself, if, if I have a, a leg that's giving me some trouble, it, it's still perfect for me. It, it's, it's not painful. It's not this. It's not that. I'm not trying to promote medical cures. There have been one, and I'm very leery to talk about those sort of things, and there are a few between. They could be coincidental, but uh, I don't think they were because of the nature of them, and they're replicated with someone else. But um, it's relative. My happiness is relative to me. Your happiness is relative to you. My my perfect health is relative to me and yours to you. So... Um, I like to use the word perfect because it is perfect for me, given my situation, given my body, given my age, that sort of thing. But putting that gratitude at the end of it is very, very powerful. Well, Ken, this is perfect for the moment. I mean, this is exactly what we should all be doing, is seeing ourselves in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. How would you depict the future, through the weather or through a holiday or something uh, that's visual, that you can see that you're in perfect health? Well, uh, to, to do a simple one, and I have these different things in my manifesting, um, a, a, a general thing would be I'm in my future and I'm comfortably sitting in my home. And I take stock. And I say to myself, I'm in my future, in my future, I have perfect health, and I live comfortably, and I'm fulfilled doing what it is I'm here to do, and I'm in a perfect relationship, and I don't have any financial concerns. How did that happen? Oh, my gosh. 
I'm so very grateful. Okay, I'm taking notes. <laughs> this is exactly what I want to do. <laughs> Me too. I'm in good health. I say and... these things, I make these things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't Wonderful. have to be a long, weepy lips. Now, notice <laughs> that I didn't say what the house looked like. I didn't say uh, with with uh, what this was, what that was, you know, with, with who the partner is, what the partner looks like, what the finances are, what's the amount of money. With, uh, what, what is my fulfillment? Uh, I would add in there that I, you know, it's after work hours. I, I'm also so grateful that I, for my perfect career. We don't know what that is. Are you working in an office? Are you working right there from the couch? I don't know. But it covers a lot of bases. Don't limit what your thoughts can create. Don't specify that you're working on the 13th floor uh, in, in the corner office and you're making 125.73 cents, you know. Um, just go for the perfect career. I didn't say job either, perfect career. Uh, in your future, yes. you're doing what you're here to do and you're fulfilled. It's the idea of happiness and fulfillment. And if you're comfortable and you're not struggling, uh, if yes. people that have done sessions with me, they didn't have to do a session, they can just listen to this program. But uh, someone who was very unhappy um, for a long time, and we had a session, and at the end of the session, I always say a little prayer or put out an intention. Prayers are intentions. But, uh, there is some prayer department. Like I said, I don't, I don't know anything about it, but uh, there is that. And she called me the next morning a little too early. She was very gay, very happy. Called me from work. Hairdresser. Uh, it's, it's not good to be an unhappy hairdresser. And uh, she went in, and, and, and immediately it was it was known that, that there was something different, that she was happy. And the end of the window was, uh, got a boyfriend, uh, what's up with you, you know? And and she said, I haven't been this happy since high school. What did you do? And I said, I, I really didn't do anything. But she woke up happy. She woke up with it. Uh, I people have they have just come awake with a concept that they're struggling with. The stress was gone. A businessman, he said, I'm three levels up on stress. I'm paying big amounts of money for people. They're very personal about their money. And I, I am not in that lower stress area. I, I'm, I'm flying over that. I'm getting my job done, but I'm not, it's not killing me. It just happened when it woke up. And they all say, and there's been a number of these, I know it's permanent. They say that. I know it's permanent. Wow. Wow. That is great. Yeah. Well, yeah. So what do they say? I'm in my future, and, and I don't – stress is not a concern. It's not a problem for me, and I'm so very grateful. And they weren't on that very long. That man was not doing that for very long. I'm, I'm just going to speculate here. Uh-huh. If, you want to, if you want to be vice president of the company or, or you know, up in the company, well, a lot of chairs have to be moved. A lot of musical chair if you get that slot sometimes. It's a complicated. If you're trying to, to cure something or, or diminish is a good word, uh, uh, some sort of concept in your life where you're afraid, you are not sleeping well, this thing, that thing, not a lot of the moving parts because that's internal to you. Right. It's a simple fix. There's not, a, there's not as much to shuffle around to, make, to get a result. But you envision in your future that this that this is gone. 
and you're so grateful for it. And your thoughts will start to make that concept, and it'll make that little fuzzy little cloud, and pretty soon it'll be completely formed and nice and solid around the edges, and it's coming over, and you may just it. Or someone may give you the key to the thing, a piece of wisdom. You might see it just watching Roadrunner cartoons. I don't know. But you'll get the thing. Now, if you have fear about that, too, you can work across purposes. If you're going after that new career, you can manifest a new career. But on the other side, you may have self-doubts about yourself. You know, so, yeah, if I, if I get this uh, advancement and more money, uh, they're going to find out about me. They're just going to see what a fraud I am. Well, your thoughts will make that, too. So on track number one, you get the job. On track number two, here it comes, and boom, you get fired. Congratulations. You're really, really good at manifesting. Nicely done. <laughs> right. No, self-worth is a very important thing, and especially right now for filmmakers because they have closed the filmmaking business uh, during this virus. So yeah. um, they have got to reinvent themselves. They have to find a new way to get on a set and work or uh, how to work as an outside contractor. Or They've got to uh, do something very creative to continue with their art. And that, well, that has you, to be supported you, by this constant belief in themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, now you specify that the solution is to be more creative. I don't think that's so. That might be one of the solutions. Another right. solution is that uh, you just get a phone call and a guy says, you know, I've got this project. I want you on it. And we just can't do anything about it. But let's just, uh, I want you on the calendar uh, somewhere between the months of uh, May 31 and October 31. We just don't know, but you're in. And in the meantime, I'll give you a residual that's coming off of this thing. And it, it's not much, but hopefully it will get you by. Um, you, you just don't know. You can just continue being who you are, and something can come to you. But the idea is that, that in your future, finances are not a concern. Right. And that you and that you love your career. You just love your career, and and you came out of this just fine. How did that happen? You're on the other. You're in your future. You're on the other side of this thing. So you create that you came through this thing. And you don't specify that you have to come up with the perfect idea or be more creative or, or uh, hit the Rolodex. Rolodex, listen to how old I am. Um, well, no, but in your future, you specify that you came through this beautifully, better than ever. You're so very grateful. How's that? Okay. So, Ken, I, uh, I do have a question in to some of these things that you've shared. Um, mm-hmm. One in particular is, well, actually, there's two questions. One is you were talking about, you know, having the confidence in yourself and to, you know, feel that you're worthy of these things and so forth. Mm-hmm. For people mm-hmm. who um, who may be experiencing that, or maybe they just don't right. have confidence in the world right now, not just themselves. Would you say that there is something that they could hold in their thoughts that would support the the outcome that they're working toward so that any of the fearful thoughts that come in are simply dissolved and faded away? In other words, to mm-hmm. not be a Afraid of being afraid because some people are holding that 
So well, if, oh, 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 no, I just had a fearful thought. Oh, my gosh, I, I, I probably just created something bad now. And so cancel, cancel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Something to help them dissolve any of the negative thoughts that may worry them even more. Yes. Well, we, as we said, you're, you must know, and, and, and I'm sounding like a lecturer by using the word must, <laughs> no. but I, I can't stress it enough. You must know. You have to know. Can you, can you get your head around the idea? And, and it's hard to do that if you haven't experienced this over and over and you've seen all the letters and things that come through. And by the way, you know, go to my website and look through that archive of stories. There are over 300 of them. You can search them by keyword on your computer. You can't do a keyword search on your phone, I don't think. But uh, endless stories. And I put up another one every two weeks. Um, we went through the idea that your thoughts are creating form. They can make concepts. They can make objects. And if you continue to repeat it, that's, that, that's how it works. You get a thought. You repeat it, you put love or fear behind it, and it starts to take form. It just happily does it. It's like just pushing the elevator button, and here comes the elevator. Um, so if you're trying to get out of that cycle, you have the power and you have the simple tool. You can create your future. In your future, that stuff does not exist. It does not exist. If, if there is that, you know, that 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 crazy thing in your life, that barking dog next door, bark, 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 in your future, that dog is not a concern. And I, I have had people that heard me say it on the radio, or a friend of mine in conversation, and they came back a month or two later, and they said, you know what? I don't hear that dog anymore. I said, did they do? I said, no. I said, did you kill the dog? No. I, I just don't hear it anymore. And it had been going on for years. It wasn't like they got used to it. They never could get used to it, and suddenly they did. They didn't have to kill the dog. Thank God. And, and, and you know, there, there have been um, relationships where the, the person, somebody in the family, or however it is, they just, they just made an exit. They just made an exit. That is wonderful. See, that is, that is a really good tool to work with. One tool I work yeah. with, and it's similar in a way, is I simply say, I just had a negative thought, and I know that that negative thought will have no power on the future I am creating. Oh, that's good. That's good. So you're working on two tracks. There was a time when I was uh, very concerned about money, very, very concerned about money, and I called Judy Goodman. By the way, that's her website is www.judy. Goodman.com, J U D Y. Now, she goes the other side every night, comes back with uh, pretty much full memory. So she can be in your dreams. She can do this, do that. Very, very, very amazing. She, she's very busy at night. And uh, she had made a visit with me, and, uh, and I called her about my financial concerns. She said, What do you want to do? I want to call you that little thing. So this is really this is really getting me. She said, I can go over there and I can see you're a good manifesto. You wrote the book and you're also entangling those good intentions with your fears. So I'm in my future, I don't have financial concerns, but I have this little thing going on in the background, like doing well, this can't really happen and I don't know how I'm gonna get out of this. 
and it, it's it's just working right on top of this beautiful, pristine thought that I don't have any financial concerns in my future. Well, she said it looks like spider webs. She said I can clear those I cleared those things away so you're not drowning in this stuff. But I can't keep doing this. This is your job. I'm just going to try to help you to you know get your balance on this thing. And within a few days, I was able to because something really did happen. I didn't worry about it as much. And I could go forward. And guess what? Things worked out financially. It's not perfect. Do I have financial concerns? Mm, not like I used to. But um, uh, it's life on earth. You know, the, the world seems to want to run on money, whether it should or not. <laughs> so, so we have those bills that come and go. But, uh, yeah, I'm in a much better shape um, mentally about that. And, and financially, sure, I'm in a better shape about that. So I'm not entangling those things. And there's that separate track. You get the job, you get fired. Woohoo. Perfect manifesto. That's it. What we've got to have your website, Ken. Thank you for giving us Judy. What is your website? Okay. It's www.manifesting one two three dot com. Oh great. Manifesting one two three dot com. Okay, and in your brilliant book, Manifesting One, Two, and You Don't Need Three, uh, Chapter Five, it says, in your movie, your future scripted and directed by you. And you go on to talk about how to create this uh, internal movie. And this is perfect mm-hmm. for our, because we're talking to filmmakers today. So yeah, everything yeah. you've been telling us, you create it like you're watching a movie, right? Correct. I wanted to to do uh, a book that was really simple. I dictated the book. That is my voice. If I start to write something, my language gets a little more formal. And in the book, I never use the word meditating. Um, not everybody's good at meditating. I'm terrible at meditating. I'm not really good at manifesting when I do my manifesting list i just wander around i have to come back um and, and if i'm laying down forget about it i'll go to sleep you know did this thing sitting up if you can or in your car somewhere but uh, uh so i'm really terrible about this but i get great results because i stay with it mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if i believe it or not let me say that again it doesn't matter if i believe in gravity or not when i let go of that cup it's going to crash to the ground every so I don't have to worry about believing this stuff. It's make-believe. And we're all really good at watching a movie. We can get a pretty high score watching a movie. We can get a really bad score trying to turn this into a, um, some kind of uh, meditation. So I don't use limiting words. I don't use words that people can't be pretty successful at. So I came up mm-hmm. with a movie. And in your yes. movie, you're in your future. I have a friend who goes to a movie theater, sits down, stage, and the curtains open, and and all these sparkles and rainbows and all this stuff comes out, and her movie starts. This is the most successful real estate person in this area. Oh, she's been through some tough stuff, but boy, does she have a movie? <laughs> this is great. So, uh, yeah, I like the idea of a movie because everybody is good at a movie, and you just make your own movie. Script the way you want. Put in all the detail you want. Are you simply, and when and a lot of the scenes in my movie, I'm in a couch and I'm just reflecting on my day at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I have a wine if I want or nothing. I'm just, I'm just, I'm in a grateful place. 
and I'm just reviewing the fact that I don't have concerns about these things from my past. And I don't bring any of that poo-poo caca that's in my present into my future. I will not do that. <laughs> it does not exist in my future. And I'm so very that's, grateful. That's what's so wonderful about it all. But And in your book, you, um, you're mentioning uh, ancient secrets of manifesting. And uh, mm-hmm. I would think that they probably follow laws just like gravity is a law, that the manifesting yes. is a law. Yes. Right. Yeah, how old is gravity? Oh, yes. how old is thought? I don't know. How how was the universe created? Was it, a, was it a singular thought? Was it a group thought? Did it just happen because the odds are this is going to happen? I can't know. But I, I have actually been to the other side, and I was in a place, a, just a, a void. It was a void. And I, I have been in a place where there's an absence of God, and this is not the Canelia, Jesus Christ, Holy Roller Hour, but I saw what I saw. Um, it was just black. And I had been in a place where I just need to hop in here for just a moment, Ken. Sorry to interrupt. Um, yeah. I think that there's a little bit of a um, uh, disruption in the signal. Can you hear him very well, okay. Carol? Oh, I'd like you to repeat what you just said. It was a bit choppy. Okay. Is that better now? Yes. Is that, is that uh, better The volume now? seems a little lower. Um, so okay. How about this spot? Is that a little better now? Claire, I'll let you answer. Yes, it does still seem like the volume is a little low hearing you. Okay. Um, yeah, I can't oh, improve that at my side. Oh, good. Okay. All right. So I actually was in a place that was a void. Now, there, I, I can't tell you there was a presence in there, but I've been in a void before where there was what I call an absence of God, and I was terrified. The most scared thing I'd ever experienced for just moments. But in this, I was comfortable. I was in a void, and there was nothing in all directions to an infinite degree. And I'm kind of reclining like I'm in a lazy boy, but I'm not. I'm just, it's just me. And I detect these particles around me. <clears throat> I can't see them, but I detect particles. And I have such knowing. People say, oh, I, I could know anything. Well, I, I didn't care to know. I'm just examining what's right there. And I realized with these particles, anything that I think of will instantly form. It will instantly form. And, and I'm in serious thought now, and I'm wide awake in this, in this, uh, in this place. And I'm thinking of a new kind of biology. I'm thinking of a new kind of humanity. It's humanity. I'm thinking of a new kind of light and dark, up and down, a new kind of form, terra. I'm going through all these things, and I can't come up with anything. I'm trying to find the equivalent of, of what we have on Earth. And if, if you walked up on me, let me put it the other way. If I walked up on you, Carol, and I see you in that void, and you got your hand on your chin, and you're deep in thought, and there's nothing, I'm going to get away from you as fast as I can, because you might say something crazy like, let there be light, and I'll be annihilated. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, it, was, it was a little bit later, because I'm not the brightest bulb. I realized that, that I was shown something, 
Now, I don't know if that's real, but it's in a way that I can understand it about how thoughts take form. And, and it came to me that those little particles, I didn't invent those particles. I'm, I'm being able to goof around with somebody else's chemistry set. So who made the chemistry set? But nonetheless, I'm left with the idea that my thoughts will take form instantly. They will start to take form instantly. So that was a real, um, um, a really good thing for me to have is something to go forward and, and, and feel confident writing this book. Also, by field testing this with Judy and, and other people, primarily Judy, and sending these optics over and over and over, I was such a knucklehead that I didn't realize that I had the secret to the universe. I was just playing around with this like a three-year-old. And it well, sometimes that that's really what it takes, Ken. You have to get in that yeah. childlike yeah. place. The magic is there. Yeah. yeah, and the book is written in simple form on purpose, on purpose. It is a very simple thing. And you know, you've already heard enough to just go out and, and go get them. You don't have to spend fourteen ninety five. I'm not going to sit here and show that book and and die and end up over the other side and, and get slapped around over fourteen ninety five. I'm giving well, away the information for free. There's more in the book, of course. It's more reinforcement of this these ideas that you already have. But the book is is a delightful book, and I love the fact that it's uh, it's like 130 pages, and it's a great read, and and you have to go back to it sometimes. And so mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. had mine for maybe five years, and I just keep going back to it. Uh, if yes. I fall off my perch, I <laughs> where is Ken's book? So you have um, a perch. Lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make a perch. <laughs> oh great well you've just been so good to us to give us this these old ancient laws and this explanation because i do think that we create our future i think we are magic we are the magic because it takes the human to stop the uh movement of a particle the particles are out there doing their thing, and then when a scientist looks at it, it stops. And I'm and mm-hmm. I would like to believe that that means that we have that power to visualize or see, like you do in your movie, daily movie, yourself healthy, happy, and um, financially well off and comfortable. Well, whatever is comfortable to anybody, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is what uh, yeah. I, I thank you so much for giving us all this knowledge and your support because um, it's very easy to understand when you talk about this. It's like it's a part of your life. It is, and it's too good to be true, isn't it? It's so simple. It's yeah. too good to be true, <laughs> but, it, but it's so. Can I leave you with a few things? Sure, please. Okay. Um, I just added this to my to my future because I've heard this too many times and I'm the guy that wrote the book, right? So I'm supposed to just be really sharp, chop, chop, chop on this stuff. And I kept hearing this thing. Ken, you're in your own way. How come this isn't happening? Well, Ken, maybe you're in your own way. It was just two weeks ago. It did in my manifest and I'm in my future and I'm not in the way of all these marvelous things that I desire. And I'm so grateful. So I put it in there. And 
we all get in some jams and we get in some immediate jams and there are a lot of people in jams right now um, all over the world. If this is within your belief system, uh, go to the God of your understanding, as Judy likes to say, put it in God's hands right now. Wonderful. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, there's a hammer if there ever was one. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a big tool. So I it use is that a great. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ken. I speak for a lot of filmmakers and people in our film industry, and we all appreciate this uh, guidance and support you've given us today. And we hope that your future maintains uh, itself through your movie, your daily movie, that your art continues and your uh, working. You work with you, people who call you and, and you help them get through difficult times. Does that happen? Yeah. 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 How wonderful. Uh, a lot of that. Well, that, that's, that's, I'm an artist. That's my cover story. What I really do is what you just described. And, and by the way, I was, I was given a script. 12, 15 years ago, and I'm going to shoulda, woulda, coulda. And uh, and because of all this time that we've had here with this virus, um, connections have been made, and the script is coming out. And uh, so I'm like everybody else in the audience there. I'll be working on that for a future day. And I've been manifesting that that thing is a big success now for five years. And I have done very little with it. But uh, I feel the path has been made clear. So I'm just like a lot of other people in your audience. And uh, it will happen in a timely and efficient way. And it will attract the very best people for the very best production. And it will uh, be awarded numerous um, accolades, you know, prominent accolades. And will be a very big success spiritually and financially. Wonderful. That's pretty much it. So that's something that they, <laughs> they can use and, and put it on their – make that script for their script. Yes, make the script for the script. Uh, make the, the script for the movie to get the script and make the movie. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and don't forget to be grateful for how, how that all turned out. You know, a oh lot of people that are listening that are in the film business may not end up in the film business this is over. They may have a more fulfilling career doing something else or ancillary to this. But everything yes. that we learn is typically not wasted. It's just not wasted. No. And if you're not. in a place where you're doing what you're here to do, you're probably using everything you you have in that position. That's why it's so fulfilling. Right. You're helping people and you're using every talent you got. So who knows how this is going to fall out for everyone? Not everybody stays in the film business from A to B, you know, A to Z. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see how different people uh, come through this and what's going to happen to the film industry in general. That will open up right. other opportunities, too. Yes. Yes, it's expanding at warp speed, the film industry. All of this is it good. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. Need more writers than ever. We'll produce more of everything because of all the television yes. production stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us. And, well, lots of good miracles to you. Oh, and to you, and, and thank you so much, Carolyn, and thank you so much, Claire. It, it's always a thrill to talk oh, to you both. I'm just all juiced up. Now I've got to go do my movie and get back to work. <laughs> Great. Yes. All right. Then. Okay. We'll be uh, back to you. I, we'll be back. We'd love to talk to you. 
Yes, and I just want to give his website one more time, if I may. And you can get the book through um, through your website and uh, Amazon, other places as well. Yes, you can download the audio version that I narrated or the ebook, www.manifesting123.com, and go to the store page, and all the links are there to get you the book the way you want it. Sign up for the newsletter and get those stories. There's some commentary, mostly stories, and then go through, just pick them at random if you like. There are small stories. There are just absolute miracles that happen as a result of people asking. You know, if you do nothing else, just ask and be grateful mm-hmm. for what you have. Oh, mm-hmm. one other thing. Um, yes. Something Judy Goodman came up with that is very effective. Before your feet hit the ground in the morning, say seven grateful things. And you can say mm-hmm. something about, uh, I'm so grateful for that trip I had to Europe years ago. That forms a place for this to recur again. So it, it's very simple. Seven grateful things. Sometimes you have less, sometimes you have more. It doesn't matter. But it is energetic, and it clears the field around you. It's really good for getting rid of those cobwebs that you know who had on his financial stuff. So oh, that's a little, seven little grateful things do. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. wonderful. So anytime, anytime. But it's a good ritual before your feet hit the ground. It's quick and easy. Yes, Oh, that's a lot of fun. Thank you very much. It sets the day. Okay. You're welcome. Let's do it again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We will. Thank All you right, so man. much. Be well. Thank you. Okay. Best of luck. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Be well, everyone. Thank you. Now, in its second edition, Carol Dean's popular book, The Art of Film Funding, has 12 new chapters to cover all areas of film financing and how to avoid expensive pitfalls. Learn how to start with an idea and end with a trailer. How to make an ask for money. Create your story structure and your trailer. Legal advice, fair use, successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com. I want to remind our listeners that David Raiklin is a brilliant and talented award-winning musician who scores films and can compose music for a trio or for a full orchestra. David is a very good friend to the independent filmmaker and comes highly recommended by From the Heart Productions. If you need music to help tell your story, please contact him at davidraiklin.com. That's David, R-A-I-K-L-E-N dot com. And Carol and I want to thank you for tuning in to The Art of Film Funding. Please visit our website at fromtheheartproductions.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with your films, everyone. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.